Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. This show is designed to help small business owners, salespeople, and aspiring entrepreneurs master every aspect of business success. We've got a great lineup of guests and topics scheduled for you. We'll be talking about everything from sales to employee issues, from technology to social media, from work-life balance to exploring uncharted territory. Participation is welcome and encouraged. Your host, Diane Helbig, is a world-class author, speaker, and business development coach. Be sure to check out her latest book, Lemonade Stand Selling, on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And now, on with the show. Well, hello, everybody, on this beautiful summer day. I certainly hope the weather's beautiful where you are. We're we're having a fabulous, uh, nice, hot summer. I like hot, so it, it is all good. As we said, we do... Uh, welcome your participation. If you are in the chat room and as the show goes on, you have something that you'd like to share or a question you'd like to ask, please type it into the chat box and I will share it with our guest. If you're on the phone uh, and same thing, you can press 1 and that will let me know that you have something to share. We simply ask that you keep it short uh, because we have a lot to cover and I want to make sure we give our guest an opportunity to uh, say everything that she cares to share with us. Today's show is sponsored by the Family Business Forum. The Family Business Forum is a group coaching program for family business leaders and upcoming generations. Visit www.familybizforum.com to learn more and register for the informational open house on June 27th. My guest today is Odette Laurie. Odette is a business coach, speaker extraordinaire, kick-ass coach, and super mom. She's the founder of Women on Top and creator of popular programs like In It to Win It and the Profit Domination Club. Welcome to the show, Odette. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is so great to have you here, and I love this Profit Domination Club. It feels so strong. (laughs) And it is. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, Today we are talking about how to get what you want when you don't even know when to start, and it seems to me that that really is the biggest problem for people. You know that they don't really know, they don't know where to start, how to start. They just seem to not be able to get off the dime. So, what do you suggest is really that first thing that someone needs to do to get started? Um, the first thing that I did to get started was I sat down with someone and I said to him, I just want to create something different for my life. I don't know what that looks like, but I know that I don't want this. And this was a a job that I really wasn't passionate about, I didn't like, and um, I I felt something was missing. So when I sat down and, and, you know, we started having the conversation, he goes, well, when he said, what do you want? I said, I don't know. We really started with why. Why was it that I wanted to create something different? And what was... um, what did I want? What was my vision for my life? Where did I want to end up? I guess so. We took a look at sort of the the destination. Where did I want to be? And I knew that, for instance, for me, it was I wanted to live on water, a lake or an ocean, um, because environment is really important to me. And so when I got really clear on my end vision, and I got clear on why I wanted to get there, what was important to me, 
then I was able to craft from there what it was I could do that would get me there. And the job, especially the one that I was doing, was not going to get me there. So I got really super clear on what's called your why. And then we, from there we dissected, okay, let's figure out how we're going to do it. But first, what is it that you're going to do? And from that point on, I realized that I needed to work anywhere in the world so that I could be anywhere in the world to service my clients. I, wasn't, I didn't want to be rooted into a particular office in a particular city. Okay. And, um, and from there it evolved, and, and, and out came coaching. And I was able to take my skills <clears throat> and training that I have, have had as an entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur, and teach other people. And it all just kind of fit into my, I wouldn't even say a formula, but into my why. And that's where everyone needs to start first, is to really get clear on that. The how doesn't matter. It's just <laughs> knowing where you want to go, right? That is so great because I think that's part of what gets people so stuck is that they get stuck on the how. They, they yeah. think, you know, I, I have to do something, I have to create something, and they can't figure out what that thing is. I love this, that if you start more with the end in mind and say, where is it you want to go and, and why do you want to make a change, it just opens up your mind. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, what it does is it steps you into the thing that you probably have always wanted to do with your life. And we all have a dream and a vision. We stop it, though, with excuses and justifications and life and practicalities and other people's opinions and all of that other stuff. So we lose sight of that. And then we, um, you know, we take it down a notch. We take our life down a notch. We don't raise the bar high enough. And we keep hitting our our head on that bar because we think that that's as far as we need to go. But every time I ask someone what do they want to create, it's something so out of this world and it really is possible. We just need to really fine-tune their day-to-day activities in order to get there. And I think that that's so interesting. So you, one of the things that you um, just said about we sort of talk ourselves out of it, that sounds like mindset. So, And that feels like that, that's one of the barriers that, that people face. Are there other kinds of barriers or are there, are there other mindset barriers that people face that keep them from moving forward? Well, when I sat down, literally, on the couch about, I'm going to say three years ago, and I sat down and I thought, okay, you know, I happen to have the personality traits of never give up and I'm very persistent, I'm determined and all of that kind of stuff, right? So I want to be able to teach that. And I sat down with myself and I said, what stops me from getting what I want? And I got really clear, and how I did was I tapped into how I felt in high school. And I remember, and I don't know where this came from, it was one of those light bulb moments, right? And I remember, I looked, and I said, you know what? Women spend more time and energy looking at their rear end in the mirror to make sure that those jeans fit, that they're butts small enough or tight enough or whatever, than we do looking past our imperfections. And I sat down, and when I hit the, the, the couch with my butt, I went, how big is your butt? And then it was the excuses and the justifications. So... Of course, I had to write about it. So I wrote a guide called How Big Is Your Butt? The Seven Ways We Sabotage Our Own Success. And I tapped into the seven ways really from my own experiences because if I had those experiences and with my feisty attitude, um, I still had them, I can imagine that other people have them. And I really tapped into high school. And I'm not sure why high school. I think maybe because my kids are teenagers, right? And we look at, here are the seven ways is that we we think that um, we're not good enough, so we don't try. We compare our success to those of others, so we don't even bother trying. I mean, hey, we all do that. 
Um, we think we lack the skills, so we don't even try. Yeah. We think we're being judged. Everyone has that, right? And that comes from high school. Oh, my gosh. Like, what do you, right. you know, got to make sure you're wearing the right thing. Um, we're resistant to change because people love status quo. You know, don't rock the boat. And um, the, uh, of course, I always forget what these are. I've, I've blown past all of these. I can't remember what they are. <laughs> I should actually have them written down. I'm done with that one, right? (laughs) Well, exactly. And um, and so those are you're getting the feel for it. So I I I narrowed them down into these seven big butts because at some point in your crosswords in life, you either have them all or you have one of them. And if you acknowledge what it is, if you acknowledge what what that excuse is, and you can really really figure it out. And I'm probably over answering the question. That's when you can blow past your problems, blow past your justifications, and really go after what you want. So the first step is to acknowledge what's getting in your way. And it's the hardest step because that means acknowledging, accepting, and go, oh, God, yeah, I do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so you're saying that, and I'm thinking, you know, for whatever we think about Dr. Phil, what he says is you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And that's yeah. exactly what you're saying. You have to acknowledge it. And it is the hardest step because it means being really honest and truthful with yourself and and laying it out there and being yeah. able to confront yeah. this is what you're doing to yourself. Wow. And, and just to take it one step for the actual, I guess, to, to really answer your question, we then make stuff like money. An excuse. Well, I don't have enough money. Well, I can't possibly borrow the money because, you know, I don't believe in debt or whatever excuse we have about something, which typically is around money because you do need to inject and invest when you're starting a business or or creating something for your life. Even if you're going on vacation, right, you have to invest in it. People forget that. So, okay, well, see, that's a whole interesting um topic in and of itself because what you're really saying is we'll use that as an excuse instead of just saying okay this may not be what I want to do you know I may not want to borrow money I may not want to go into debt but in order to get where I want to go I'm going to have to it's sort of weighing how you feel which is stronger well it's it's uncomfortable right people don't want to get uncomfortable Um, when I get coached we are, you know, we train ourselves to get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's like wearing those really, um, let's say you've got fabulous pants that look really great on you, and they slim you down, or, or a Spanx, whatever those things are called. You put them on, but they're so damn uncomfortable, as far as I'm concerned. If your pants are itchy and scratchy, but they look really good, you're going to endure that, right? You're going to be comfortable to be uncomfortable so that you look good. Yeah, and right. that's what, what I'm taught, and that's what I teach my clients, is get comfortable being uncomfortable because you've never really built a business before or you've never really stepped into something so scary like your dream of being whatever, you know, fill in the blanks. Um, because with that end result comes pain, just like if you're training for a marathon. You really want to run that marathon, but you've got to train every day, and it's not fun to wake up at 5 o'clock. And go running right. because that's the only time you can fit it in. But you're willing to do it as a sacrifice because you want the end goal. That's the way people need to think. I love that. I think that is really fabulous because it takes away the excuses and it really takes away those roadblocks. So you can you can confront whatever you say I don't have in order to be able to. Mm-hmm. But once you own it, you say, okay, but then how can I get it? 
What can yeah. I do? Like I was thinking, okay, skill set. If someone says, but I just don't know how. Okay, mm-hmm. but you can learn. Yeah. So. Well, that's a, one of the. There's the two biggest excuses are money and and the don't know how, especially when it comes to sales and, and marketing, especially in yeah. business. That's just not me, or I've never, you know, I don't know, I'm not good at it, or whatever. Right. Well, then, but then get good at it. Right. Like you're not gonna get good at something until you practice it, regardless of whether right. you're learning to tie your shoes when you're three or when it's to build your business and, and pick up that 100-pound phone. Like, get, just practice. And the more you practice, the better you're going to be. Well, that's so interesting. You just said, you know, even tying your shoes when you're three. And what I just thought was we do this our entire lives. We right. learn new things. We overcome <clears throat> challenges. We face things that we need and want that we don't currently know how to do, and then we go ahead and we learn how to do it. I think it was easier when we were kids because we didn't have all of this junk in our head. Exactly. And, and, and you know, other excuses that I've heard are, well, you know, we had to learn those things. Okay, so why, did you, why do you have to stop learning things now? <laughs> it is, it's because people get complacent. Yeah. So I'll just use a job versus an, um, being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's that... Um, it's for some people. Well, you know, it's safe. It's easy. I get a paycheck every two weeks or whatever it is, and and but they're completely miserable right. doing it. But right. to them, it's a safety. But really, I mean, you guys in the states, we didn't experience what you have here in Canada just recently with your um, you know, with your housing, with everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> everything going down. <laughs> like I can't know where to start. But a job is not safety. Right? No. Right. <laughs> and um, the funny part is that to get the job, you've got to sell yourself. Yes. Yes. It's true. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I teach, I do it's presentations on sales all the time, and I, and I call it lemonade. I wrote a book called Lemonade Stand Selling. <laughs> I call it Lemonade Stand. And I say to them, you know, by a show of hands, who had a lemonade stand when they were a kid? And everybody raises their hand. And I say yeah. to them, okay, but you didn't stop and think, oh, what if they say no? Yeah. What if they don't like me? None of those thoughts came in your head. You went out there, you screamed at cars on the side of the road. You didn't go through yeah. all of this, these belief systems that just aren't rooted in anything real. Right, exactly. Wow. So what does somebody do? Okay, so, so you and I get it and we say, okay, mindset, you have to acknowledge. But what can somebody do about their mindset? Do you have, you know, what do you recommend to get rid of those barriers? Um, I'm a firm believer that you can't build a, an empire or um, fulfill your dream or get anywhere in life without the help of, of someone else. So first thing is align yourself with people that think the same as you or bigger. Don't align yourself with people who don't, who are naysayers or who who aren't playing the game. They, they, you know, whoever it was that said you are the sum of the five closest friends. You equal the sum of the five closest friends. So if you're hanging around with people who um, you know, aren't motivated to get something out of life and they're quite happy at their, um, for instance, whatever, their their minimum wage job and they're happy just to party there. They don't want to step into their dream. There's nothing wrong with that, but don't hang around with them if you want to be a CEO of a company. <clears throat> so right. hang out with people that have what you have, uh, sorry, that want what you have, no, want, sorry, that you want what they have yeah. and Hang out with six-figure people if that's the kind of money that you want to make because you have a lot to learn from them. That's what mentors, guides, coaches, and um, people who have gone before 
do. I hang out with people who are more successful than me because I'm constantly going, okay, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? And then you learn, right? So, for instance, if you need to learn how to build a business, get into a program that teaches you how to build a business. When I first had my, when I had my first business back when I was 27, the first thing I did was I applied for an entrepreneurial program, and it taught me how to do sales and marketing and branding and conversion rates and all of that stuff because I didn't know. And we're not, once you open your doors and say, I'm an entrepreneur, it doesn't mean you know what you're doing, right? Right. So that's the one component is, is the, whole, the whole skill side, which ultimately does the mindset because you build your mindset muscle or your confident, confidence muscle by taking consistent, deliberate, and regular action in an activity that's going to um, get you closer to your dream. So, for instance, if you're terrible at sales and marketing, it's probably because you're afraid of it. So really develop those skills on how to, have, how, how to have that message, how to craft that really great elevator pitch, how to craft that signature talk, and then just practice it to death. That it's, I don't know which comes first, but that will change your mindset because you're going to start proving to yourself that this actually works. Right. People are listening to you. They are wanting to buy your stuff or hear more about you. <clears throat> Yeah, I think that is that is really a great point. I run into people all the time who um it's the unknown. It's that they haven't done a particular thing before. They they know they've decided that it's mm-hmm. the thing they should do to move their business forward. But right. they've never so, so they they just bump up against themselves constantly. Mm-hmm. And and you look at them and you say, "Okay, so just do these steps just one at a time, <laughs> keep putting one foot in front of the other, moving yourself forward." Mm-hmm. It's always scary the first time you do anything. And yeah. you'll but once you've done it, you've done it. Right. Right? Make sure you've you acknowledge to yourself what the things that you accomplish mm-hmm. instead of taking them for granted. But then, but but it really is. I love that it's that what you're saying about you know consistent activity toward something. Well, love there it. is a time factor piece as well. I have a black belt in karate, and now it's easy to say, oh, I have one. But you know, it didn't happen in a week. <laughs> it happened in in about five five and a half years. Right. So it was through deliberate, consistent, and regular action of a getting my butt kicked and stepping into that uh, into the dojo you know, three, four times a week, going that extra mile, so going for the extra training, um, and then and then really uh, turning up the heat when I was going for my black belt because that end goal is that's exactly what I wanted. And that is no different than your life or your business. And so if you want to build a six-figure business, it's not going to happen in three months. And it sure as heck is not going to happen if you don't invest any money, time, energy, learning into it. It just won't. Unless you, you know, unless you're, Phenomenally brilliant from the beginning. It just won't happen. <laughs> that's a great example of, of the black belt. That, that's wonderful. Now, and, and so, but let's talk about time for a minute because that is one of the things that people will say they don't have enough of in order to be able to do things. They're working full time. They have kids. They're juggling. They have. They're in the sandwich generation. You know, call it whatever you will. So, what, what do you tell them? What should they do? Well, how badly do you want it? <laughs> How did I know that was going to be your <laughs> I built my first business in a recession. My first business in 1993 in Canada was built around, um, or sorry, I was selling to real estate agent property managers, and we were having our housing crisis that you guys just had. 
real estate agents were dropping off like flies and everyone was going bankrupt left, right, and center. Even my own fiance, who was in the home building um, home building industry, went bankrupt. And I'm trying to start a business to that market because I felt that there was value in, a, in, in, in the service. And, and it was. Five years later, it was a million-dollar business because I just kept at it. And no one could convince me otherwise that this wasn't a really great idea. And everyone threw all these excuses, right? So then when I started Women on Top, I started it about four years ago, um, August of 2010, actually. So, gosh, not even quite. And I went full-time because my um, part-time gig uh, was – I was laid off because they closed a program. So I was basically going out the door a little faster than I had hoped. And that's when my whole life started to crash around me. And both my parents fell ill broke their hips. We had the long-term care that we had to deal with. They lived out of town, of course, and it was one after the other. So it was my mom first, and then my dad, and then my dad died, and then my mom passed away two months after that. Oh and then just gosh. to make it worse, I mean, I ended up, we, you know, my teenage daughters and I, we ended up moving. Um, the relationship ended. We moved to another city, started over with nothing. And this is all in a span of um, October to June. Oh, my God. So the worst part about it was the stress affected me physically. So I became, I woke up one morning and the uh, nerves in my neck had um, whatever terminology you want to use, but they were squeezed by the muscles. And I had, I lost the use of my arms. Zero movement in my arms and in my hands for about a year, year and a half. Like it would come back for a couple of days and then it would go away because I'd overdo it. So when it comes to time and energy, I know exactly when it was compressed <laughs> for all of that. No one can tell me otherwise, right? right? right. So the, here's the advice that I got. was, Odette, look, if all you have is 10 minutes a day, you take that 10 minutes and you do something productive in your business and think of where you're going to be in 12 months. And I did. That's what was rooted in my head. 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. And it grew my passion, it grew my skills, it grew my confidence that I was really excited to spend more than 10 minutes a day. When I had two teenage girls, I'm on my own, I'm all over the place, you know, dealing with my parents. and So I get it, right? So my point is, is how badly do you want it? Yeah. My yeah. desire to live in an environment like a lake or an ocean is so important to me that I'm willing to sacrifice TV or going out with friends or sacrifice time, right? things that aren't going to build my business now so that I can have all of that in, um, in record time. Yeah. Yeah. And, don't, and do you find that, that if you start with just find 10 minutes a day that then you end up finding more than 10 minutes a day that you Absolutely. realize there's time there? There is. It's yeah. all with what you do with it, you know. I mean, if you're used to going to the movies every Friday night and spending, you know, a hundred bucks. A, save yourself the hundred dollars and stay home. Instead right. of taking a three hour, four hour time out, and I get that it's relaxing and I get you need to unwind. But how super exciting is it if you can sit and do something on your business for an hour or two every Friday, as right. an example. Think of where you're gonna be in twelve months. Like holy cow, like you can actually have a business that's making you money. It comes down to priorities and what you're willing to sacrifice. Because let's face it, whether you're running a marathon or having to lose weight or something, right, you're going to sacrifice something to yeah. get what you want. It's so interesting. I'm listening to you talk about this and I'm thinking, it, and it always goes back to 
start with the with where you want to be and why because yeah. that will keep remind that that's what opens up the then how are you going to get there because when you were talking about that I was thinking okay right but then people are saying right 10 minutes a day but what would I do and you got to well, go back to you got to start mm-hmm. at where you said start here with the where and the why because then you'll have the answers to those questions well, it's like a vacation. If you don't know where you're going, how do you plan for it, right? What do you pack, what do you, right? So you, you start off with, okay, you know, I want to go somewhere hot. I want to go to Jamaica. Okay, so Jamaica is your destiny, destination. Um, what do you need to do to get there? When? What's the best time? What do you wear? What do you pack? It's all, it's all the same thing. Yes, yes. It's just putting it into a, into a different context. Yeah. So what about these people who... Love to say things like, I'm really bad at time management, Um, I don't have very good follow-through, I start something and then I don't finish it, or I'm a great procrastinator. What what do you say? How bad do you want it? (laughs) Well, it does always come back to that because if you don't want it bad enough, you're not going to do it, and you can't force someone to. Um, it, It really does come down to that, and then it's about aligning yourself with people that can support you along the way, hold you accountable, help you build a strategy and a plan. Because let's face it, time management might not be someone's thing. What do you need to do? You need to then get um, someone who can teach you how to do that and, and then hold you accountable. Yeah. So how to structure that that day. And I call it like time blocking and project blocking. Oh, most of my clients have time management issues, right? Yeah, and it's because yeah. they're doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, it's that whole... What's urgent? What's a priority? What's an urgent priority? You know, people seem to spend their time on the easy little stuff that doesn't really have a major impact and can wait, and they end up putting those things first instead of really laying out a a schedule, a calendar, a map of here are the important things and I have to get them scheduled so I'm sure I get them done. Well, Brian Tracy says it best, says it best, best with his Eat the Ugly Frog First. And, you know, we always, we tend to leave the thing that we least like at the end of something, at the end of the day or at the end of the week or whatever. And really, it's like, you know it's not going to happen, so put it at the the beginning of the day. A, you eliminate the stress and the anxiety throughout the entire day. Right. And the angst of going, oh, God, i got to do that. You get it over with, and it's done. So, for instance, a good example is having to pick up the phone and do follow-up or sales calls. Right. Um, Ten before ten. You know, do 10 calls before 10 a.m. That way you've done 10 calls, it's 10 a.m., and now you can go, you know, um, you know, you can start to let the air out because a lot of people hold their breath when they're doing stuff like that. Um, and then you start to get good at it, and then it becomes practice, and then it becomes habit, and then it just becomes part of your, your everyday um, ritual in building your business. And it's, that's one of the biggest things that, that prevents people from being successful is that Sales is the thing that they hate the most or are the most afraid of, so it's the thing they put off the most. And it's one of <laughs> exactly. the critical things that you have to do. It's crazy. With, without sales, there is no business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Not even I a good can... one or a bad one. There's just none. <laughs> exactly. I can wait. Oh, well, you can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I want to take a quick break to remind uh, my listeners that today's show is sponsored by the Family Business Forum. 
Please visit www.familybizforum.com to learn about the informational open house on June 27th and the group coaching programs for family business leaders and uh, the next generation. Also, as a reminder, if you'd like to participate in today's show, if you're in the chat room, you can type something in and I will share it with our guest. If you're on the phone, you can press 1 and that will let me know you have something to share. Our guest today is Odette Laurie, and we are talking about how to get what you want when you don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's talk, a, I want to go back a little bit to the money issue, because I, you even said that you know money and time um, end up being two of the biggest, is it money, time, and skill set, are, are like the biggest barriers that people put up. So let's talk a little bit about the money one. Okay. Um, not even sure how I want to ask this question. Are are there are there possibly ways people aren't even thinking about, and the reason I ask the question is because when you also said the thing about going to the movies on Friday night, you said you go to the movies, you spend $100, Saved that hundred dollars, and I thought, wow, you know what? You could just earmark that hundred dollars for your business. Yeah. So, are there are there other ideas and suggestions for things people can do from the money side of things that might make them feel like it's more doable? Whatever it is they want to do. Do you think? Um, absolutely. There's a couple things. First thing is you gotta you've got to realize. I don't even know which one's more important, but. Figure out what you need. Get really clear on what money it is that you need. What are your fixed costs? So your mortgage or your rent or your heat and hydro and all of that stuff, the fixed stuff. You do have to do a budget for entertainment and, and groceries and all of that kind of thing. See where your money is going um, and if, if you're unclear for that. And if, you're, if, you're, if you already know where it's going, then that's great. That's one, you know, you've covered that part because you want to make sure that you've got money to invest in your business. So the second thing is to really look at the difference between personal and business debt, personal finances and business finances. And when you get clear on what your business is, you will get clear on what money it is that you need to invest. And I use the word invest, and it's not debt or it's not investment. Uh, Sorry. It's um, It's something that you don't need to invest in 17 pairs of shoes. Okay, That's not an investment. That's just spending money carelessly, right? Investing in your business is going to get you money. So when you're putting money into, we call them um, RSPs, I think you guys call them 401K or something, right? So if you take 25 bucks a week, you're investing in your future. That 25 will grow. It's the same for a business. If you take $1,000 and you invest it in a great website or in sales and marketing and print material and all that, that $1,000 isn't wasted. That $1,000 is going to make you another thousand dollars if you if you handle it right so it becomes a mindset shift this is really huge for a lot of people because they're so afraid to spend that thousand dollars because they think it's just spending it but it's not it's an investment and the when you're building a business you have to invest money there is no way around it you cannot build a business off of fumes yes your time is is um you know something that you end up working for free almost at the very beginning. But eventually that's got to change. And that's where people fail is when they invest so much time and they don't get anywhere and they've been doing it for 30 or 60 days. They're already burnt out. 
Right. And they're like, I can't keep this up. So what you do is you invest in team support, in hiring experts and helping you build your business to shave off the years of trial and error. One of the first things that I did was I hired um, an assistant for five hours a month to help me with the online stuff because I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. I could have done it myself, but I wouldn't. it would take me forever. So I've ramped up my business um, revenue-generating activities because I'm able to focus on what's going to bring in the money and pay someone at a different price point to handle sort of the admin stuff. So... That's another component. If you buy a business, let's say you buy a, a coffee shop, you're, you're investing three or four hundred thousand dollars. People get that, right? And then they they slowly pay that down with their, um, you know, as they make money. But right. people think of it differently when they're starting their own business. Yeah. So they're starting their writing business. That okay, well maybe I do need to have ten thousand dollars and invest it in so I can get out of the gate the fastest. And then you need to learn where to apply that money as opposed to just blowing through it. So you have to have help, um, A, in learning how to um, build your business with a coach or a guide or, or, you know, a book or arm yourself with tools. And um, and then get out there and, and do revenue-generating activities that's going to bring in money as fast as possible so you can really replenish that that spending. And, and then such an important um, point about this is knowing where to spend it, because as you were talking, I was thinking a lot of, especially with marketing, a lot of people will do what someone else is doing or someone suggests they do, or someone will call them and say, we have the greatest deal for you, and they'll say, oh, great, okay, and they'll throw money over there instead of really stopping and strategizing and saying, okay, what am I trying to accomplish, and what is the best way for me to get that done? So it feels like they they become gun shy because they spend money sort of haphazardly and then it doesn't go well and then they're afraid to spend more money because right. they're going to do it again. Yeah. Well, there's no strategy. I mean, the great majority of people cherry pick their business, um, business spending and you know, business activities. Yeah. Yeah. And you have got to have a strategy going out the gate. Like you absolutely have to. Not only where to spend the money but who you're going to hire and um, how are you going to spend the greatest portion of your day? It really does need to be on revenue-generating activities. Right. And people are going to not like this, but you've got to go back to the old way of building a business. You do not need to build your business online. That is a secondary, that's a support system. You've got to get out face-to-face, have conversations with people out in the real world on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and you need to start picking up the phone more. It, right. I know it's a, it's a freaky concept nowadays, um, but it works. And when you when I need an injection of cash in my business, what do I do? I go out more, I talk more, I speak, and I pick up the phone more. Right. And that is the beauty of being an entrepreneur here. I, I just love this, is that if you need an extra $1,000 and you're an employee, you either have to get a second job yeah. or you have to work overtime or you have to um, use your investments or something like that to get that 1000 bucks. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know, pick up the phone 10 more times a day until you generate that $1,000 and have a real strategy. Or go to two more networking events. Or go out and get a few speaking gigs. Right. You, know? you have such control over your finances, it's phenomenal. Rather than from a place of, well, I've got to find the clients and I'm too scared, you know, I get, paycheck is easier. Well, it's not. <laughs> And it's and it, well, it's more limiting on, yeah. uh, on a lot of levels. So, 
it's mm-hmm. it's so true and i i and and it goes back to strategy see what yeah. one of the things that I love about this is that it it always goes back to it circles back around to the beginning, which is decide where you're going and why you want to go there because it creates all it, it the the sense of urgency the commitment the drive mm-hmm. the willing to sacrifice the finding ten minutes finding money. The, the you know that is what creates all of those other aspects of it and helps you understand why it is you're picking up the phone because a lot of the reason people don't do it is because they don't know what to say they don't know why they're doing it right. so th- this is a great you know if you think about it it just keeps coming back around to the foundation this what you're talking about is is really foundational it's one of the things I really like about it. so you're, you're giving um, strategies but they're based or and we're getting rid of the word but they're mm-hmm. and they're based in um a concept of having a direction. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, really. Yeah. Really. I'm just loving this. So there are uh, as I sit here as a woman who's the mother of teenagers who has a spouse, uh, but is building a business and has an ailing parent, um, two other aspects of this come into my mind that I think might come into the mind of some of our listeners. You know, some don't have these situations, but um, being exhausted and, uh, you know, spinning all those plates, juggling all of those things. So... You know, do you have any nuggets or input on better ways or more, you know, better ideas of things that we can do so it doesn't, so it isn't so exhausting? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, stop and take, <laughs> and take a breath, right? And take okay. a look at what you're doing. I mean, okay. we are women, our own worst enemies. And if you think that you can do it all and you try to do it all, other people are going to let you do it all. So it's your own fault. And that might be harsh, but it's true. If if you're going to be the martyr and and feel that you have to help your your spouse's parents and then your own parents and then drive your kids to every activity possible and make them dinner and clean the house and do all of that stuff, it's crazy, right? No wonder you're, you're unhealthy and no wonder you feel like crap because you can't do it all. And... So enlist the help of other people. And I'll just use myself as an example. Um, I have two teenage daughters. Do they moan and groan when they've got to do a chore? Absolutely. But that is their role in this household is to clean the house, cut the grass, um, do all those kinds of things, and they give me an earful. I'm at the point where I'm like, well, that's what your job is, and they get paid for it. And I've taken it a step further that they've actually helped, they help in my business as well, and I pay them for it. And because what I'm doing is teaching them two things. One, that you can't get by in life without doing stuff and being right. accountable to things. And you've got to take responsibility as a family. And, you know, I, I hear this a lot, that the spouse doesn't do, uh, you know, the 50%, 50% of the work and yada, yada, whatever. And hire a cleaning lady then. <laughs> and stop hiding behind other people's wants and needs and excuses because what that does is just it, it, it kills you. And 
as a single parent, I have to say that I've said to my kids, I can't drive you everywhere. You've got to ask your friends. I can't take you to every event that you do. I can't. I'm sorry. And when you stand up for yourself, shall we say, um, and put those parameters and those boundaries, people will get it. People won't dislike you. People aren't going to say, well, look at her. She's so selfish. Right. You know, and that's what we're so afraid of, especially here in Canada. We are so polite. And we, we, liked, we just want to be liked. And when you eliminate that need to be liked and say, you know what, I just can't do it all. I'm going to hire out and farm out and delegate and do all of this kind of stuff so I can have an hour to myself or do these things that I need to do for my own self-care. Um, people get that, and then they have actually a lot more respect for you. Right. So stop just trying to do it all. Yeah. You're not serving anybody, right, especially if you get sick or, you know, you feel like crap because then it just, it's like a mushroom effect, right? Well, absolutely, and and when you, uh, once again, go back to the where do you want to go and why, oftentimes, that where you want to go is a holistic sort of thing. You know, when you said I wanted to live on water, you know, th- th- there's a reason for that. There's a reason why that's what you want, and it probably <clears throat> bumps up against several aspects of your life, not just our work life. The reasons that we want to do things have an impact on us as a whole and right. and those who are closest to us. And so I think if you know, we look at it that way and say, I'm not – making these decisions, I'm not working on my business, I'm not finding the time to do these things, to be selfish because it's all about me and it's, and, and it's, you know, this in the moment is what I want. I'm doing it because I know it's going to get me where I want to go. It's going to get me those things that I want that are going to be better for me and everyone with me. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great way of looking at it, and, I, and we don't. You're absolutely right. We We don't. And I don't think men look at it. That way either. I think they're raised to go to work and work hard and bring home the bacon and all those other ridiculous statements. And so they they just decide I'm, I'm sacrificing this for that. And they could really listen to this as well and say, okay, wait a minute. Let me put this back into some sort of perspective. Remember why I'm doing this and really think about what matters to me and what my priorities are and how I can uh, manage them all a little bit better. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about um, momentum to get results quickly because I know it's something that you talk about, but when, when I hear getting results quickly, I think about these get-rich-quick schemes and, these, and we are bombarded with this this nonsense you can make money without selling, and you know it's an online only business and and all of this so what is what what do you really mean, and what is really your take on all of these things? What's well, about getting traction so a lot of people stop and start things in their business or stop and start businesses or stop and start stuff, whether it be a diet or um, you know health like um exercise and all that kind of stuff. If you want something, so let's just say a business. If you decide today I'm going to start, uh, I really want to be a copywriter and I want to, you know, write for a living. <clears throat> so it's a lot of people, you know, I'm going to start Monday. <laughs> it's 
start with that. That's problem number one. But it's <clears throat> start doing the things. It's get the plan, get the strategy, know what you're up against, you know, inject some, inject some, inject some cash into it at the beginning and, like, have that plan and that strategy, right, because your end destination is to not be a full-time employee anymore, but it's to be a full-time writer and working for yourself so that way you can work up at the cottage in the summer when your kids aren't at school, right? right? So there's your, let's say, your plan or your, your, um, your vision, right? So, okay, so what do I need to do? And when you map out your plan, for how you're going to go out and get the gigs. And I'll just say networking and speaking are the really the best ways to get out there and be known in, in your industry, in any industry. Okay. It doesn't matter which industry it is. Is that you, People got to see you. They got to see you. They got to hear you, touch you, smell you, get to know you, get to like you. That takes time. It's like dating. You go on a date with someone once, and you don't automatically, I mean, you may in your head say, well, he's the man I'm going to marry, right? But regardless, there is a courtship. There is... Right. Um, date after date after date where you get to know them. So it's consistent, deliberate, and regular dating <laughs> that, you know, builds a relationship that you get to know the person, then you get to like the person, then you get to trust the person, right? And trust them enough with your future to say, okay, he's the guy I want to marry. It's right. the same thing with your business. It's regular, consistent, deliberate uh, courtship of your prospects that – they see you and they go, wow, I see you everywhere. And then they start to hear you. And then you start to, you know, you're building a relationship. And when you do that regularly, um, weekly, monthly, yearly, you do that, you're bound to build a business, right? Because, yeah. A, you're going to know what what your message is. You're going to get really clear on what you need to say to get the, the people interested in you. You're going to know what's, what doesn't work. A lot of what you try out there is not going to work. That's how you know what will work. And when you start to build that traction, and it's like, you know, they tell two friends who tell two friends who tell two friends. <laughs> that shampoo commercial from, I think, the 70s. Yep. I forget what it was, Pearl or something like that. But it's true, right? So that's what traction is, and that's what momentum is. And that's why people go, they, they haven't seen you <clears throat> They, they they haven't really experienced you for that first year in business. Then all of a sudden you're an overnight success, and they go, "Wow, you're really successful." Well, I could never be like you because you just did it, and and they don't see the the iceberg underneath the water. Right. They only see the tip of it when you're at the top of your game. Right. They go, "Well, how the hell did you get there?" So that's ma- that's momentum, and that's the traction. And we okay. all have to go through that. Every single one of us. Oprah, uh, Richard Branson. Um, you know, Bill Gates, everyone did, right? So why why would you be any different? That, I, I, I love that. Thank you so much for clarifying that because that is absolutely such a good point. And there are so many people who think that they should be someplace zero to 60 in two seconds instead of yeah. realizing that everybody starts someplace mm-hmm. and works at getting where they want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just, the, the word should should be should completely be eliminated from the vocabulary. In my book, I wrote, I should be this, I should do this, I should, you know, we should just stop shooting all over ourselves. Yes, we, <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> it's hard to get rid of it. When it I know, it is. so much, I know, you're right. It's absolutely right. So, really, uh, when people see other people who they think are successful, 
and they look at them and they say, well, sure. But they fill in the blank. They It yeah. was who they knew. They started with money. They had a talent. They this, that, the other thing. I couldn't possibly do that. You say. Stop comparing yourself. Yeah. And um, if you if you do want to take a look at something, compare yourself to someone as an example. If you want to take a look at um, Oprah. I compare myself to Oprah in a good way. If she can do it, I can do it. That's my comparison. Ah. So, um, research what that person went through. And, like, Jim Carrey's a Canadian, and everyone knows him as this, you know, one of the best comedians or whatever, whether you like sure. him or not, but where he is. But his journey, he lived not too far from where I live. I grew up, and he lived in his car. Yeah. And he was very poor. Um, he lived in his car. He had a desire and a dream. He took his the car that he lived in and drove to California. That's a long way from here. That's a week. And I'm sure it was a crappy car. He yeah. drived, dro- drived, drove up and down one of the fancy streets out there, Bel Air or something, and said, I am going to live here one day. And he did everything he needed to do to get there, still living in his car. Right. And that's a tough gig to be a comedian or an actor, right? And, it, and he got the Ace Ventura, I wouldn't say by accident, but... You know, it wasn't just waiting for him. He created that possibility. And no one knows that journey unless you've actually researched him. They look at him, right. and, him and go, oh, wow, wow. You know, And it is a wow, that's phenomenal. But read someone's journey and get a really uh, get naked with that person's journey because your journey is not going to be much different than that. Right. And why is he any better? Like, he went to a few high schools down the street from me. It's not like I could have known him, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, no. right. No. Wow. This is great. I get very so passionate. Sorry, I get very passionate about. Oh, this I love it. Are you kidding? And it just <laughs> makes perfect sense. And and it's yeah. you know, it's, I, I listen to you talk, and I think yeah, like there is. I can't remember what you said. And you said it may sound harsh. I'm thinking it's not harsh. It's the truth. Yeah. You know, it's uh, sorry if if it if it offends. But mm-hmm. so if you are going to. Uh, it's so funny because I think I know the answer to this, which is part of the reason I'm asking. <laughs> I want to see if I'm on. If you had just one piece of advice that you could mm-hmm. give to somebody who said, I I just I don't even know where to start mm-hmm. to be in a different place, what would be that one piece of advice? Because you've given us a lot today, but if you yeah. had one, what would it be? <clears throat> Stop trying to do it yourself. Yeah. Stop trying to create a masterpiece of your life by yourself. And what I mean by that, there's so many different ways to start working with someone. You don't just go out and necessarily hire a coach and spend thousands of dollars. It's not what I'm saying. Have a conversation with someone who's been there and done that of where you want to go. So as an example, um, as a coach, one of my thing, um, um, I only work with people who want to build a six- or a seven-figure business. Because I've done it before. I've built a seven-figure business. Um, I've built a multiple six-figure business. You know, I've done it before. So if you want to do that, go after the coach or go after the person or the guide that's done what you have done. It doesn't have to be exact. Like if you're a copywriter, you don't have to go and and meet a million-dollar copywriter. But really tap into the people who are experts at what they do and learn from them. Learn everything that you can from them. And be willing and be open to say, I just don't know the answer. I need help. 
I, right. I can't do this. And Michael Jordan's a really good example, um, or any athlete at that matter. Like they've got coaches who aren't necessarily athletes themselves anymore, but they have the drive, the will, the determination, and the and the um, they know what it's like. And when you have someone who knows what it's like, they a they push you harder, <laughs> right? And um, and they teach you. So yeah. you can't do this alone. I don't do this alone. Um, I didn't do my first business alone. You don't get married alone. You don't do any of that stuff alone, right? So that would be my first thing: is tap into someone's brilliance, and pick their brain. And uh, I think and, that and, is so great. So great, because I think people really do believe that people do it by themselves, that they do it on their own. And they look at themselves and they say, well, I don't even know what to do. So see that person, see they know what to do. Like when I say to people, well, I have a coach, and they look at me and they go, you do? It's like, of course I do. Why wouldn't I? I don't know everything. I know you think I do, but I don't. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So. Really. Really wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. I would like um, it if you could share with my listeners how they can find you and if there's anything you've got going on that you would like them to know about, I'll type it into the chat room as you tell us. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've got a couple things. Um, you want to get to know me and like me and trust me. So jump onto my website, check me out. I've got videos and I have a free offer for you, which is called the How Big Is Your Butt? The Seven Ways We Sabotage Our Own Success. And that's at businesswomenontop.com. Please make sure you put the business in there. <laughs> so <laughs> businesswomenontop.com. And that's an, um, a free MP3 download and a guide for you to, you know, to hear my story. Cause my story is pretty, pretty amazing to think, you know, I, I went through all of that. And the second thing is I've written a book called Profit Domination, How Successful Women Get on Top and Stay on Top. And I've done it in a very easy to read. Um, I, it's my rule book. All it is is 201 rules of doses of inspiration and aspirations and basically butt kicking quotes from me that get you moving and motivated because you need to arm yourself with tools. And profit domination is really the answer to how big is your butt. So it's a fabulous book that you can get from my site. And with a, any, any purchase of anything comes a strategy session. And it's a, you and I just get on the phone for 20 or 30 minutes, really look at what's working, what is it that you want to create, what kind of business you want, and um, and what needs tweaking, how, you know, a couple uh, points to get you moving forward, and um, and then to see if that's, um, to see if we're a fit. So it's both you to see if you're a fit for me and me to see if I'm a fit for you. So Excellent. Great way to get started. Boy, no kidding. That is so great. I, I know I'm going to get how big is your butt as soon as we hang up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. It was so wonderful having you on the show. I, I really appreciate it. I know that uh, you shared so many good things with our listeners that they're going to be able to take back into their businesses. I can tell you for myself, um, even though it's something I know, it's not something that I necessarily do as much as I should, and that's finding that 10 minutes, just letting go of something else and doing something productive and constructive in my business. So thank you. Well, the first 10 minutes you should do right now is jump on my site, get the How Big Is Your Butt, check out the book, and, and let's get into the strategy. That's your first 10 minutes. 
Because there you go. See? Totally changed your life. We even have our first 10 minutes. It's great. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'd like to thank our listeners for for tuning in. Um, And uh, please remember to visit our sponsor, the Family Business Forum, at www.familybizforum.com. Our next show will be on July 8th when my guest will be Mary Carol Powers. And we are going to be talking about the value of creating a double bottom line brand. So mm-hmm. first she's going to explain exactly what a double bottom line is and then how you two can go about creating one. I can tell you that um, when I talked to her, I was fascinated by, by this whole topic, so I think you're really going to love it. Uh, as always, if you know of someone who would be a good guest on the show or if there's a topic that you'd like me to explore on the show, uh, let me know. You can reach out to me through the show page at blogtalkradio.com slash dhelbig or through my website at seizethisdaycoaching.com. Always interested in what you guys want to hear um, so I can continue to bring you good programming like we had today. So thank you all. Uh, Odette, thank you again. Uh, have you. a great couple of weeks, and we will hopefully be back together on July 8th. How much do you understand the future of finance. I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.